0: Hello and welcome to a Just Jondas LBD. You know that stands for Legal Breakdown Extra. And we are going to get into Bravo's Jen Shaw's arrest and update. We also have a special guest that should be calling in if she figures it out. Uh, that is Stephanie Rogers. Stephanie, uh, it's I used to work with Stephanie. She dealt with uh, bonds and, and all of those things in the court system. So I will be bringing her on for part of this discussion as well. So, Stephanie, are you there? I am here. Awesome. Awesome. So I am glad to have you on because this thing has just gotten so juicy. So I want to catch everybody up from where we were because there's so many details that have come out or I've been able to research from other sources that we just didn't have the first night. Uh, Not that we didn't get into some good stuff because, of course, just trying to get through the weeds of the indictment and the shock of it all. I mean, are, are you still as blown away as I am, Stephanie, about the fact that she even went on television knowing that all of this was coming down the pike?
1: Yeah, because as some of the, the, the details are coming out, I am a little shocked because what some of these people, some of her co-conspirators have been um, already already tried and convicted. So it's like she knew this was going, this was happening and she's on TV flaunting her wealth and the money basically that they fleeced out of these people. So, uh. Yes.
0: <laughs> it is just absolutely crazy. So let's dial back a, a few moments. Well, first of all, I want to make sure anybody who's new to the show, they already know that, I'm just John Day. Even if you're new to the show, you'll see it in the bio. But I also have um Stephanie Rogers, who is a good friend of mine. And Stephanie and I met when um I, you know, when I was actively practicing at the courthouse, or rather, when she was there as well. Stephanie has, has since moved away, but she was at the courthouse virtually every day uh, with us as well. Our go-to uh bonds person, and and also she is now. Taking the next step and is is heading off to law school. Uh, have we still convinced you that that is the right thing to do, <laughs> Oh
1: girl? Well, look, the pandemic and I, you know I was in a du- I'm in a dual program right now where I get my master's and my uh and my law degree. So I have I actually am finishing up my last class for my master's and then we'll see what happens with law school.
0: Yeah, you've been surrounded by it for so long. You're like, oh, do I really? But so anyway, I knew that Stephanie was going to be a great person to get into this because we're still at the very beginning where um, so many of those pieces come together because we're going to be talking about the arraignment and bond process in a moment. So, Just to catch you up, because Stephanie touched on something that, uh, from what I'm seeing out there, a lot of people don't know there are people probably, and and understandably so, based on the reading of the indictment, um, don't realize that Jen is not, Jen and Stuart are not the first dominoes to fall in this. They are more like the last dominoes to fall. I mean, there may be some other folks and who knows um, there could, there's, there's always the possibility that there's an even larger conspiracy going on because God only knows, you know, Jen certainly doesn't come off as the brightest bulb in the box given if for no other reason, the fact that she went on television. And and I know that some may deem this unfair because he hasn't been charged, but I'm going to include her husband in this too, because it, this isn't just some big dumb jock that's been, uh, not that all jocks are dumb, but you know what I mean, that's been just loafing around coaching football for the last umpteen years. Not so at all, as I may have mentioned to you all the other night, This man is a lawyer himself and actively practiced for a number of years before, you know, having what was probably a midlife crisis and deciding that he wanted to focus solely on football, which as a side note, I can't imagine that that didn't affect their marriage as well because it affected their income. He didn't just wake up one day and become a part of the coaching staff of um, of Utah he had to work his, work his way up to that and he's a part of the coaching staff he's not the head coach so you know he may do okay and better than most I mean he's he's certainly making more than the average high school football coach but he's not making head coach or um, athletic director money either so
1: yeah he's you know, not making millions he's making maybe yeah. thousands.
0: Exactly. Now, uh, he may be knocking on the six figures, but if he is, he's just barely in them because, again, he's Mm -hmm. part of the coaching staff, not the head coach. And he's also not coming into this with the cachet of having been like some kind of, you know, all star Pro football player that was heavily recruited and begged to come to a school. You know what I mean? He's not. Um, what's our homeboy's name? That is a uh, coach of Michigan, Jawan. Jawan. He's not Jawan.
1: Yeah. No, That's not
0: no, no, not even, no, not, a, not even close. And and congratulations, congratulations to Jawan. By the year, by the way, because didn't he get coach of the year? He did. He got something. coach of the year. Yep. He yeah. did. So and of course Stephanie would know that because she is <laughs> in Detroit. Yes. Yeah. So see, I was I was trying to shout you out there, you know, <laughs> you know, state. Okay, so back to these goobers. Um, Again, you're going to hear us probably bring up Coach Shaw a lot. And part of that is because, as as I've said, and Stephanie agrees, we're going to give him the same energy that we gave to Phaedra and continue to give to Phaedra Parks when it comes to Apollo. There is no way that knowing what you know and doing what you do, and in the case of Apollo, he had already been a part of the criminal enterprise that anybody is going to believe that you were just sitting there like not knowing what was going on, especially when she said, remember at one point she said herself, he was dropping thousands at the strip club on the weekends. Well, if he wasn't doing it with your money, come on. So anyway, we're going to give that same energy to coach Shaw in terms of, not being willing to suspend belief when it comes to the idea that, or suspend disbelief when it comes to the idea of whether or not he knew, especially given the amount of time that this has gone on and the other indictments. So let's catch up. So what do you think we should start? The other indictments, right? And then we'll work our way up to where we are now.
1: I think maybe the other indictments and also highlight on the on the lens of, that this has been yes. going on. Exactly, so <laughs>
0: as we talked about on Tuesday, but there's some dots that we can now connect that we didn't have on Tuesday. So I'm not going to reiterate everything that we did on, on Tuesday. That was Tuesday, right? Gosh, time is I, I think no. it was Tuesday. Oh, was that it? Was, no, it was Wednesday. Wednesday, it was, it was Wednesday. It's only been going on for 48 hours because remember- Yeah, because she judge, was supposed to go to court she was yesterday. supposed to be arraigned yesterday. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. So gosh, it it is so, so much has come out and has been going on. So we're trying to, you know, keep up and get you this information in a timely fashion. And I still have to come on and give the rest of the week update on the Derek Chauvin trial, which is obviously much more important, but, um, you know, just trying to keep current with everything and this just moving so fast. Okay. So, to catch you up on where we are, we know that Jen Shaw and her assistant, because we're going to lump them together, they're even together on the indictment, were charged um, in an unsealed indictment uh, on Wednesday, because the indictment was unsealed, it came out, everything, with money laundering and um, wire fraud wire fraud, telemarketing fraud, however you wanna put it, it all falls under the umbrella of wire fraud. And as I also explained under the wire fraud piece, the uh, government is also um, pursuing the enhanced penalties that can be pursued as it relates to wire fraud. Because if the victims, if it was more than 10 victims, And they fall into the category that under the law is considered vulnerable, which is 55 and over. And usually it's just a minor, but in this particular case, um, what's defined as vulnerable is 10 years and younger, which I think is odd because under 18, you can't legally sign a contract. So to me, 17 and under would be considered vulnerable for these purposes, but- Based on the law, fifty-five and over, and it—it seemed it's pretty clear from the reading and just the type of scheme that went on that they very much targeted uh, the fifty-five and older. So we've also found out a little bit more about the scam, and and part of us being able to find out a little bit more about the scam brings us to the other co-defendants so the scam in a less convoluted way <laughs> than we were on wednesday was essentially this the individuals in play and everybody has their job to do so there was uh there were several layers to this the the crux of the scam was a business telemarketing scam where essentially they would contact, let's say, Stephanie. They would contact Stephanie or the individuals whose job was to do that. That wasn't, well, it looks like Jen and Stu had a piece of that, but that wasn't their main piece of, of this. But anyway, whomever was in charge of that layer They would contact individuals based on a list that was generated, and the list generators are apparently Jen and Stu. So they would contact Stephanie, she's next name on the list, and talk her into, just like any telemarketer, talk her into buying into a business plan whereby she could have her own business. It was supposed to be some kind of online business I if I had to guess it was probably some type of um online retail and there's so much of that going on that it's probably pretty easy to uh talk certain people into that like you know we'll uh provide you with the list and the products and all of that kind of stuff so, don't you think Steph this, this is pretty- yeah Yeah, Yeah. because there's a lot of that going on out there where people aren't really pressuring you. They're just kind of offering it to you on the Internet. You can buy these goods and services. Yeah,
1: they try to make it, especially with the older people, they try to make them... make the thing attractive like they really it's something that they really just have to have you
0: know well exactly (laughs) and the reality of it is is that so many of our older people it's it's not just that they are vulnerable because I hate this idea especially when you're talking about 55 and older because you know some of us it ain't that far away (laughs) yeah I'm
1: knocking on that door
0: (laughs) okay the vulnerability (laughs) is not about the fact that they're it's not about their age. So you young folks is not that you're older and you're automatically feed out. No, it is really more so about what has happened in this country as it relates to older people and where they fall in the on the scale of the have and have nots. And given that they're older and their social security may be low, their pension may have run out. I mean, there are many, many of them in the on the have nots thing. And you combine that with the fact that they are living a lot longer than. Anybody really expected them to. And you hear that all the time. There's there's lots of, of issues going on as it relates to that because you know you and I are definitely faced with that whole notion of this of the sandwich generation because of having these parents who show no signs of going anywhere anytime mm-hmm. soon, and then also uh, having kids and uh who are becoming adults but still can't <laughs> really get any jobs no matter how educated they are etc so that that i think uh, sadly really plays into these folks being susceptible to this stuff as well so off the soapbox but i bump bump so anywho they would contact the old folks tell them <clears throat> excuse me tell them about this scheme, sell it to them. And then the next group of people would contact these same people. So you see how insidious this is. This isn't just one sale to these individuals. They would contact them again and be like, okay, so you bought XYZ. Now what you need to get is these quote, business services, unquote, to help you run this business. Now, meanwhile, there is still no business, but because you need these additional services, this is what's going to get your business going. Yeah. So you see where it's just pulling you more and more in. And so it's like, okay, well, they sold me this business and no, I don't see it anywhere. Oh, so you are I got to get the other piece. Okay, okay. So you get the other piece and, okay, that rides for a while. And there's several different things. You know, they sell them. That rides for a while. Then some of these people are contacted again when they realize their credit cards have run up and whatever. And some of them are even offered the opportunity to consolidate. Mm -hmm. So... Yeah, so there is what they call these multi-sales floors. Two of them were in Manhattan. So now you got the scheme, and I explain that again because we're working our way up to the fact that some of these dominoes had already begun to fall, but of course we as, you know, the collective we in the world had no way of knowing all of this was going on. So... Apparently, in February of 2019, two of the, the two of the dominoes, the first two to fall, in were in Manhattan, two of the sales floors. That is why it, it's obvious that um, Manhattan took the lead, and that is why the Southern District of New York, who we know doesn't play, has taken the lead in this, even though there are parts of it That obviously came out of Utah and Arizona and people located all over. And it was going to be federal no matter what. But um, Southern District of New York were um, the first takedown, so to speak, took place in their jurisdiction. So that was in February of 2019. And remember these dates, because this is where it gets even more foolish as it relates to Jen. Then in November 2019, there was a mass indictment of nine people. It included the two people who, I guess, were running the sales floors that were taken down in January because that was just a raid, but you know, and and I assume something happened pursuant to it. And what you and I, based on our experience, can assume is if they weren't charged until November with everybody else, that's the time when they were talking. They that's were talking the and making they were deals. willing to wear wires.
1: Yeah, they were talking and making deals.
0: Yeah, that's where mm-hmm. you look at if you want a current example and a very accurate example, because I read the indictments on that as well, that's when you go and you look at the documentary that is on, well, sort of a documentary with reenactments, because it's got Matthew Modine, it's really good, of Operation Varsity Blues on Netflix. Because mm-hmm. they, you get even though I think they went a little too fast. It really should have been multi parts. So without, I mean, I know how long it went on because I read the indictments. If you look at the movie, you would think that things went a lot faster than they did, but they really didn't. They, the FBI, um, made their first contact with Rick Singer in like February of or March, the a whole year before. This whole thing blew up as far as we, the public, knowing about it,
1: mm-hmm. and then
0: they. Uh, so of course he agreed to cooperate immediately. I mean, it's he he folded like like a chair immediately, and then mm-hmm. his second in command was essentially brought into the FBI fold within a few months of that, and by the fall. They were all calling the folks. So of course, in the movie, because they they you know had to speed it up and dramatize it. In the movie, it makes it look like Rick was just randomly cold calling people, getting them to talk about what he did for them. When that, when in actuality, what it was is that his um, his second in command, who was really his main salesperson, and who was the person who actually worked with the people like Felicity Huffman and Kaplan and all of those other folks, basically they had him continue to do what he was already doing, which is um, coaching them through the process that they had already begun contracting services for, except between the summer all the way through December, right before the whole thing blew up in you know the public sphere, all of those conversations were recorded because he wore a wire um, and, of course, had uh, wiretaps. He agreed to his phone being tapped so that he could talk to those individuals. Excuse me, I would suspect that given the fact that there was a raid in January, I mean, in February and those two people were indicted along with the other seven in November, we can kind of not have to be there, but know what, what went on. So, um, mm-hmm. so that was in November of 2019. Now this is where I'm going to bring Luke Genshaw in a little bit and then we'll, you know, and of course jump ahead. When you look at her indictment and in Two of the indictments, the one that related to um, the money laundering, of course, that one went all the way from 2011 when this start when this stuff started until I think did they say 2020 or 2021, whatever, but until recently. Whereas, interestingly enough, the wire um, the wire fraud piece, the one where they were providing the names and providing the list. If you look at the indictment, that the dates on that is different. It goes from 2011 to November 2019. Well, what happened in November 2019? Those other people got indicted, so it ties in perfectly to not only the the stoppage of the and it, it ties in perfectly to this uh, the stoppage of her providing lists because those people have been indicted so they could no longer participate. But it also, during, in in 2019, the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City was being filmed. So in addition to the indictment, you can't, how would you not know if you're involved as as a co-conspirator that part of you all's group got raided in February of 2019, and you go on and film a reality show that runs through the winter of 2019 into a portion in, in of the following winter because they had to um, uh, they changed production companies. So it's not even just a matter of her participating in all of this, when she knew that she was committing illegal acts. There's a whole other pathology that goes on with that. She also knew that the dominoes were falling or should have known that the dominoes were falling. And based on putting those indictments side by side, she certainly knew by November, 2019. Now, what, what are your thoughts on that? Because that alone, is like, what?
1: Well, I, I, to me, I kind of feel like her no because she had to have known the, yeah. the enterprise was falling apart. So, why put a highlight on your lifestyle? Um,
0: oh my gosh. Sound effects. I'm going to have to give you some applause for that one. Yes. Yeah. Can. Why would you? I mean.
1: We, we saw how this goes. Oh, hang, I yes. hey, I got
0: sound effect. Yes, ma'am. You fancy, girl. You fancy. <laughs> but, but no, it, it's, it is absolutely crazy. Like you, it, it, it is. And remember, not only, because we got to remember who Jen Shaw is as a character on this show. Not only were you on the show but made sure that you were the center of attention of the show, made sure that this show is literally synonymous with you. That is not to take away from the fact, because you and I, of course, are watchers of the show. That That's not to take away from the fact that we we loved Heather, although we both agree that, you know, we was giving her the side eye after the reunion. But that's not to take away from the fact that we want to go to a party with Heather and Whitney. And, and um, you know, and of course, the Mary stuff is on a whole other level of crazy that added... Um, that made something made the show interesting. But even when it comes to Mary, a lot of the stuff when it comes to Mary, while she also became a name that was synonymous with that show along with Jen, the reality of it is is that Mary really wasn't as much a part of the show as the other ladies. The reason why Mary uh, Mary Cosby, name became synonymous with the show is because of everything we found out about her off screen none of which she really showed on screen and even what she did show of course we know that she wasn't honest about it so it wasn't even a true portrayal of what we really wanted to see so again no shade to the other women but would there even be a season two if Jen Shaw didn't do the Jen Shaw show for the purposes of this, uh, for the purposes of the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City? I mean, I suppose there would be, but that would have been a hell of a favor because without her kirking out, what was the mm-hmm. show about?
1: But the show wasn't about anything.
0: Yeah. And 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 you're right it still wasn't necessarily although in fairness none of them are really about anything but Mm -hmm. you know you get the freak outs and the fights and the whatever since they're not gonna do cool stuff and show us them going shopping all day you know that's what i want to see you know so i'm just saying so jen on the show and again her husband did you – how do you not know that – let's let's say – okay, we'll be nice to Sharif for, for tonight, okay? Let's say he didn't know until, you know, midstream or even late in the game around the time when the dominoes start to fall, so you better tell a mofo something. Let's, okay.
1: Let's, let's just see. wait a minute, Jonda. Let's just keep it real, okay? <laughs> First of all, no, no, I'm I'm not giving him a pass. I'm, I'm not, not giving him
0: a pass either. I was trying I'm to no, no, I'm, I'm glad you me because I was going either. down an unnecessary path. I, 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 I
1: cannot do it because, for the simple fact of, again, we go back to Phaedra and Apollo. Yep. He's an attorney. Yep. So he he has. He had and then not trying to be funny. And you can tell he
0: talks to her like a pimp. He there is no what Sharif, you know, he does all that smooth talking and whatever. Um, and I and I definitely think there's uh there's a lot more that goes on with who they really are behind the scenes than what we see. And that's fine because that's really none of our business. Um, you know, show us who you want us to see, and you know, that's what we'll expect. Yeah.
1: But, but you can't bring it. Be yeah. bringing having the extravagant lifestyle that they yeah. have, and he's definitely not funding it. He's not funding oh, it no. with his with his uh, division two school. And I don't think he's even with a division one school. I think that's what even division if he is, is, he's
0: he's he's one. He's, of but he's like the
1: coaching the, staff. Yeah, he's like the special teams. Uh, uh, yeah.
0: coordinator or something and it's it's not like basketball where the basketball coaches in and the maybe and I don't know what the coaching staff makes but at least there are less people that the money has to be shared with the team is smaller you just don't need as many people as part of the coaching staff football teams got a gazillion people and and their coaching staff is looks so big when you see them on the sidelines it looks like there's just as many people on the staff as there are players yeah so that money gets spread because i tell you what head coach ain't giving up none of his
1: well no and like i said again sharif they weren't able to to live the lifestyle that they that they have
0: or that she Girl, was they, I, I mean live she, the lifestyle anyway because the house was a rental and you and i both know that when the judge put that um knock a judge in the indictment when they listed the things that they wanted, you know, that they didn't want any movement on, IE that house, which everybody's pretty sure is Stu's just based on where it is in relation to where his address tracks and even the size of the house. Just, you know,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: I just, you just couldn't see Jen at the way that she rolls living in it. Well, I'm so, just thinking,
1: uh, now, nah, this is just me personally. They've had enough time, yes. if they were smart, that Sharif and, and him being a lawyer, this is where he's probably kicked in. They've probably moved some stuff around and gotten stuff out of their names and and put exactly. it in uh, holding corporations I or, think or, that or I don't know, they black. It might be in grandma name or mama name Summer. or somebody,
0: but <laughs> well, remember on the indictment there is part of the money laundering. There are foreign accounts. There are, there's all kinds of stuff. And in the other indictment of the other nine people, there is a a long list of accounts, and those may not even be the same accounts that Jen was using. Those accounts listed in the indictment from 2019 are probably accounts that were specifically related to those individuals and the role that those individuals were playing, because no matter what Level you were involved in this, whether you were Jen and Stewart generating and share and selling the list, or whether you were um, people uh, the people calling the individuals on the list or whatever. Each layer had money come uh, money that needed to flow in and out in varying amounts, depending on what their role i guess was in the situation so given uh, given that part um everybody probably had their own accounts associated with their with whatever their role was because all of the money was going to need to be cleaned no matter what yeah that's true so Yeah. So hi, Wayne. I'm not sure if you're still in here, but if you are, hey, and I did not get to uh, say earlier to UAM2PX, hello, if you're still here. So um, at any rate, the, so I'm thinking now that you said that, maybe the fact that they did not, that they were renting and at least, you know, if you want to go by the indictment and we know mm-hmm. it's covered, you know, cover all the bases and home homeland security was involved in this. This was Homeland Security, FBI and NYPD. So given that, I'm thinking that the fact that they didn't own a home, maybe or or that there doesn't seem to be one found, found. that they us mm-hmm. well call it that. Um, I think that there's more game behind this. I'm thinking, well, I'll give it two theories. One, and I I don't, because we know that more than one thing can be true at the same time. So I, I do believe that for the purpose of appearing to be opulent on the show, that she was probably going to rent the chalet anyway if Mm -hmm. because she's that type and that is the role that she wanted to be she wanted to be the hbic so based on all of the other ladies homes because i mean they showed mary's but mary's is weird and the weird furniture and the messy bedroom so based on mary is weird well (laughs) But based on what we saw, the other women's homes, I mean, Meredith's looked like it might have been nice, but it was like just all white and a lot of straight lines. It was very dry, just like Meredith. They're um,
1: Mormons. They're Mormons. You expect
0: rainbows. Well, no, remember, Mer- uh, remember, <laughs> Meredith was not Mormon. Remember? Oh, that's
1: Mary? right. She wasn't. Yeah. She, she, she walked away. That's right.
0: Exactly. Whitney and her husband, we didn't really see much of their home. I mean, it looks like they have a nice average size home that is fun and works for them they don't have any little kids so you know you gotta uh, it looks like they have a house they like to entertain in because they showed you the basement which was cool they had their wedding reception a nice big backyard because that was their home that what that we saw in the first episode and and again it's it's perfect for their lifestyle so Um, Heather it uh, looked like she had a home again that worked for her and her her kids. And in Heather's case, they were staunch Mormons. So even though her husband had a lot of money, he when they showed him, he looks like the type who would have insisted on them living modestly anyway. And not Yeah, because
1: it would have been a a stain against,
0: and women. not really show. Although there's a whole group of Mormon women on uh, Instagram, mean, you got to start following girl. They, <laughs> when I tell you, they live large. They have millions of followers. It's off the chain, and it's none of these women. Oh, okay. They make these women look like they're broke. Well, let's so be. Let's just be clear. Have a show.
1: Let's just be clear, though. Most women who really have, um. Some something going or you know some decorum or anything about themselves. Most of them don't get on the Real Housewives show. Yeah. I I remember I you know I had heard some some you know I I have a a relative that's um, pretty prominent in the community here in the area and they were pitching a Real Housewives of Detroit.
0: Yeah, they wouldn't and, do it. Every area has its upper crust. Yeah. And,
1: and, and she, she was problem. like, She's "Not oh, gonna do it." Yeah, she was like, "Oh hell
0: no!" <laughs> well, exactly. That is why the Real Housewives of DC failed because true DC insiders would never, never have never gotten there. Got go on a show like mm-hmm. this. Even um, in Northern Virginia, those uh, folks over there, McLean and all, they're not going on this show. Mm-mm. Um, and, and again, a lot of them are DC insiders are connected in some way. You are going to get what you get perpetrators and athletes' wives. Now well, look,
1: how they, look how they laughed at that um, look how
0: they laughed and talked about that Salahi lady. Exactly. Exactly. Perpetrators. Um, mm-hmm. New Jersey is different because again, and again, you look at the class of people that they got. So, because I'm from Jersey Again, New Jersey's got Lots of money And those mm-hmm. people did have money New money And low class yeah. I mean, Dina's ex-husband Is under federal indictment now For screwing around with the mafia Um, yeah. and, and, they, uh, and one yeah.
1: thing I will tell you About this indictment That I've noticed And, I, and I've, you know, just in working In the field with with individuals that get have gotten indicted and things like that when the when the feds put that paperwork in circulation they have their case
0: oh yeah i mean and and that's (laughs) just a given and it is simply understood just generally when the feds finally bring their case it is because they have put together a case that they feel they can win. They don't put a case together and then bring it to lose. No, they have they have all of their ducks in a row. <laughs> like I said the other night, they you you are talking about having the full resources of the United States federal government and potentially any ancillary agency that they need to bring in to deal with this. Because again, just like with this case, you got homeland security wrapped up in this thing. Uh,
1: it just it's I mean, still it's, it's amazing. amazing not, and it's well, it still is amazing. And it still boggles my mind that she actually got on national TV. Like I, I, it, I you knew this was going on with the husband
0: who is an attorney, whether he's practicing or not. Bruh, you know, and there was a period of time where you did practice. And, from and I, was, what I understand rather successfully. Well, then, and then I'm thinking, well, what was going
1: through you guys' heads? I mean, I just, like, I don't... It can't I, be
0: just about the money. We know it's not about the money. Following pop culture, as I do, and reporting on it for many years... Um, we know several things in in any first season of a show, especially a reality show, and and of course, other housewives have talked about it. This is the this is little money. This is that that is not. No, they're the money they're lucky not. if they
1: make fifty thousand dollars
0: um. Oh, they're not getting fifty thousand dollars an episode. They might get fifty thousand for the season.
1: That's what I'm saying. They sure. they they were, they were lucky if they made fifty thousand dollars for the whole thing.
0: Exactly. Your first season is literally all about just trying to bring it so that you get that second season renewal. And that is when you go in to negotiate. That is why you um, try not to get locked into a multi-year deal. And of course, it's a catch 22 because you want to get on the show and you don't want to make waves, but on the flip side, you also want the ability to negotiate if the show is successful. Um, you know, and, and who knows whether or not Andy did lock them into a multi-year deal. The only reason why they may have gotten lucky, um, with not getting locked into a multi-year deal until they, uh, you know, until, uh, bravo show was going to take off was two. It was actually two things. One, none of the housewives or shows are doing well generally because they're old. I mean, mm-hmm. if we're talking literally 15 years since the Real Housewives of the OC started. So the shows are dated. Even the most successful in the franchise, Atlanta. Um, you know, and it has nothing to do with any one character. The show is just old. Regular network shows, no matter who writes them and whatever, do not last this long. For every Grey's Anatomy and Law and Order, there are fifty million others that barely even made it to syndication, and many that didn't, because you know, syndication is five seasons. So that's still a lot, unless it gets picked up by like BET or something. I've definitely seen them um, grab a show that didn't quite make it uh, that many seasons, um, and of course, Netflix. The streaming services have given some of these shows a second the life
1: time again. Trail. Yeah,
0: exactly. Because I know that the Carmichaels you can see on some of on one of the streaming services and. That show, I think, only did, what, three seasons? Maybe?
1: Three seasons, I think.
0: Yeah. Damn, I still love that show. Like, literally, yeah. I would watch that show if they started redoing it tomorrow. And literally, I don't even care where they pick up from because it was just so damn good. But anyway, this was, it was not, okay, even if it was a money grab, you were make probably making more money with your illegal shit than you did doing this Bravo thing. Be- and then, plus, since you got to bring it, hey, PBG, plus, since you got to bring it and try to look fly and, and all of this, that, whatever it is, let's be generous and say Bravo gave them 100000 because it was a small cast. You knocked that out with a couple of shopping trips and a couple of handbags.
1: I mean, well, and then on top of that, they have to, you have to be, I don't, does Bla- Bravo provide glam?
0: Or do they Probably have right girl, again not for those first year girls first year, bro. that's what i thought so they got a the first year girls and and remember jen tried it with the whole um when with the whole thing just like when erica jane said it takes all this money to maintain her glam monthly apparently mm-hmm. jen said some crap like that too and it's just like, girl, well, first of all, while I do agree it, with the exception for the reunion, she and Whitney were at least my best dressed during the season. The reunion, as far as I'm concerned, was a wreck for everybody. So just, you know, whatever. Yeah, they all but, just need to go start yeah, all that, over that again. Was, yeah, that was just a nightmare. But... um Uh, But as far as the uh, as far as these other folks, okay. So let's get back, okay? Because we, of course, we went down the rabbit hole on that one. Okay. Mm -hmm. So now shifting forward, so we know that the dominoes were not just began to fall, but they were exploding in 2019. Now, just based on what you and I just talked about, especially with the feds, uh, with the Fed situation, we know that if Those that those folks were indicted in November 2019, and this chick and Stu were not indicted until, well, two days ago. We're talking March 2021. Then that is another freaking damn near year and a half. We're talking pretty much almost another 18 months, a, a couple of months shy of, uh, of a year and a half before... They come and get them. And are we supposed to believe that nobody talked? Especially since everybody was doing separate pieces of the puzzle. So in order to get all the all the, the other pieces of the puzzle, you use the other people.
1: Somebody had to have, I mean, somebody's acting funny or not doing things normally or something
0: well nobody's so, doing anything normally and that's what i'm saying what we're saying because remember we're not talking about the situation with operation varsity blues where the feds did not bring any uh, didn't indict um rick singer and i forget the other guy's name but his second in command who was like his main sales guy the uh-huh. feds Didn't indict them right away because they were wearing wiretaps and uh, they were wearing wires and stuff and, and letting their phones be tapped. And of course, if they had gotten indicted, then that would be a clue to the people to stop working with them. In this case, these individuals got indicted. And so and again, when you put the indictment side by side, you can see that, you know, when their indictment happened is when she stopped doing the part that involved her having to deal with them. So that brings us back to this whole like insane notion of being on this show and social media and doing appearances and all of this because. This, the, the your co conspirators have been indicted, and their way out or not really out, but at least their way to help themselves is to the talk. Yeah, and again, yeah. her husband being an attorney, you know that the first one to talk gets the deal,
1: or yeah, at least she, the they get the best deal,
0: <laughs> exactly. So now we're moving forward to so so now you got some you guys have some of the background about the fact that we already knew this was serious. But because the indictment specifically says, you know, individuals known and (laughs) unknown, it lent itself to most people, even some reputable bloggers because they haven't or news sources because of, at least in that first couple of days, everybody just rushing to get the story out, so not having all of the other pieces. Mm -hmm. Um, It lent itself towards this idea that Jen would be the one, oh, she better talk so that she could get the good deal, but it's really more like Uh, Jen better be somewhere not trying to fight this kicking and screaming, and instead... uh, Seth, watch the noise. The mic picks up everything. And and instead, she needs to be trying to gather up some money so that she doesn't show up empty-handed as far as trying to uh, make some restitution and throwing herself on the mercy of the court. Because... Again, she's on the back end, not the front end. Be careful of the background noise, huh? So now let's get to the juicy stuff. The arrest. So more details have come out of this, and Stephanie, the the story, the way the story sounds, <laughs> it looks like Jen tried to be OJ and her aunt was AC Calvin's. <laughs> You guys, I'm not going to allege that she tried to make a run for it. We'll just settle on it didn't look good. And it did not look good at all. So apparently what happened, and I think I talked about this on Tuesday, We all, I mean, Wednesday, we all know that Jen was in... Um, She was in the midst of filming. Uh, They have actually been filming uh, for like two and a half weeks and apparently like so into it, or or maybe because nobody can really do international travel. So they're doing, since the cast trips are domestic, they're doing them a little earlier in the season. Although, as we know, a lot of times when, because this stuff is cut up by the editors to create a storyline, The fact that they were doing their cast trip this early really doesn't necessarily mean a lot because it still could be something that they show us much later in the chronology of episodes. And because they were going to Colorado, they could have been going this early, you know, to maintain the whole um, illusion of winter weather since they are a Salt Lake City show.
1: Yeah, and it could have been a mini trip too. You know, sometimes they they'll get like a mini trip in, and then the the for real trip.
0: Well, know. exactly. Especially since mm-hmm. everybody's travel right now um is more is is more or less domestic. I think um you know you see the Real Housewives of New Jersey just kind of pretty much going back and forth to people's beach houses. I'm sure. Well, New York always goes to the Hamptons, no matter what. I don't even—I mean, I think they've been out of the country, but most of the time, they're like, you know what? Our houses in the Hamptons are fly enough that we could just do that. So, I don't, but look, now that
1: you think about it, yeah, well, I think they did go to Paris one time. Uh huh. And I mean,
0: and and that would have been then. I think that was way back.
1: Yeah, I did. I don't think they. You're right. They just really go to the Hamptons. Yeah, yeah they
0: don't. Re- they don't really even do a lot. Uh. Uh-uh. I mean, not that they don't bring their own flavor in terms of you know their drama and stuff, but yeah, I mean they're probably the ones who really show you like kind of living uh, the lifestyle of women with money in the town that they represent because. Mm-hmm. They do spend, which is a good thing, because that's what the show is really supposed to be about, not the drama. Um, They do spend a lot of time going out because when you watch The Real Housewives of New York, they represent their city well in the sense that Mm -hmm. you actually want to go to the places that they go to. They really do um, a good service in that sense, whether they mean to or not to their city in terms of how they show it off based on the things that they do. Um, yeah,
1: they, they find good restaurants to go to. Yeah, and, they go um, to the
0: restaurants, they shop, you know, even mm-hmm. if they have parties, their parties are usually not at their homes, and we know if you live in the city, you probably have a smaller, if you live in a condo, this small as hell in New York. So, um, yeah, they, they do a nice job of showing the city off, and, and again, when they do something where they go away, they go to somebody's uh, beach house in the Hamptons. Yep. Which I guess they figure, hell, it's just as nice as anywhere else. And if we're going to be filming, and it may be uh, probably a smart move on their part because they're not going out of the country or to a resort or someplace else making asses of themselves in front of the public. They contain it to the four corners of, their little bubble. And then when the show's not airing, they just go and do what they want. So, uh, there, there's some method to the madness in that regard as well. So, so at any rate, these, um, so apparently they were indeed filming and she was, uh, she, so what they say, we know that she was in glam. We talked about that. She had the picture, the whole thing. That's why she had her braids done and all of that. And so she was walking out of um, I I think from my understanding, they were literally supposed to leave on their trip at two o'clock that afternoon. Now um, it's not clear on, uh, um, and I haven't been able to really lock down whether or not they went ahead and went, which I think they should have because then it would have been cool for, for them to like, be filming their reactions to seeing everything on television because chances are they kind of found out sort of with a combination of producer whispers and seeing it on television and smart producers would have put a TV in front of them and, and recorded their reactions. Cause that's what yeah. I would have done if I was um, exactly,
1: producing.
0: exact. I mean, mm-hmm. that, that you could get literally entire episodes out of just their reactions. So, anyway Heather and another character were walking out with were walking out with Jen like they I guess they were walking to wherever the rest of the girls were gonna meet and um, they actually do get into the van and they said, That is where Jen got the phone call at the van, not when she was still in Glam. And Jen tells the people in the van, you know, she tells production, "Um, I got a call and they think it was from Sharif. Like, I got to go. There's a family emergency. So that part is true. And the word is that she called her aunt. Her aunt pulls up on the side and picks her up from the production van and her phone gets pinged and then you know because they're like girl because they had already been to her house and of course she wasn't there because she's in the middle of doing whatever so the aunt so she gets pinged and literally she gets picked up on the side of the road with the aunt now i've got two questions were the bravo cameras there in, i.e. did they follow her and the aunt or did because that's where things get tricky because if they were all in the van with production heading to wherever the ladies were going to do their scene before they leave town they may or may not have had another group of people to follow her and her aunt
1: yeah um, because I'm thinking too John they may have the production may still have not known
0: well no they, no, they uh, I'm sure they didn't because if if they were not, even though of course there's a certain point probably during the whole filming process where there's cameras set up in your home in the interest of privacy. If there's no filming going on, as in Jen being there and having people over and whatever, they don't just have the cameras rolling randomly. That would be an invasion of their privacy. So Mm -hmm. whatever was going on at the house, if Jen wasn't there, unless you know there was some random going filming going on with Sharif, they wouldn't uh that wouldn't have been picked up because Jen was was not there. And at least based on this story, and again, this is all alleged, based on this story, she never even made it back home. The FBI went to her house and or yeah. whatever. FBI, Homeland Security, whoever arrested her Went to her house and she wasn't there We'll just say the feds So um, Now of course There is certainly the possibility And uh, I'm sure Bravo is salivating Over what they Have if they had An additional vehicle that Just happened to be following The truck with them in it Which hopefully they did so that when Jen goes on this emergency with her aunt, someone was following them as well. Um, because, of course, that is reality. If they have, if you have um, a housewife, if you're doing a reality show and we're about to go on a trip and one of us gets a phone call that there's a family emergency, then as the production company, I expect to be filming that as well. Because that is reality. Now, camera crew prepared to follow you in that moment. That's fine. But wherever you end up, whether it's at the hospital or at your house. I'm
1: coming there. I'm coming there later. I'm coming there later.
0: So that is the big question um, that several sources that I followed up with. Everybody seems to have is whether or not bravo cameras picked up that additional piece the thought is that they potentially did if the story is getting out
1: well Even listen Either that, one
0: thing or all going in the same direction
1: well listen let's let's just be clear about one thing though john then you you will probably agree with me with this Andy's been doing this for a long time. Hell yeah! And those producers have; those producers are, have been do- probably
0: have been with them for as long. Well, the interesting thing is, this is a different the. A different production company, even though they, you know, of course, have the contract with Bravo. But mm-hmm. given the great footage that they did catch this season um, of them and and the, the, the stuff that went on, the birthday party. Because remember, they had that other footage so that they could clown old girl with like you're talking about her twerking. But you did a split. Hello, here's footage. Yeah. Um, So I I don't think that is a matter of them not wanting to record it. I think it's really a matter of whether or not they had, um, whether or not they had the additional manpower, camera, extra vehicle, et cetera, to, um, to follow her in a different direction, especially given that the... You know, our understanding or assumption is that she was told not only, OK, you need to come home, but she was told the FBI has been here or whatever. And that's why she wanted her aunt to take her home as opposed to production or an Uber so that a random uh, person could be pulling out their cell phone to record some crap at her house. Because even an Uber driver would do that. <laughs> be like, oh, oh, yeah. Shit. There's, oh there's, yeah, when you there's some feds at the house. Let me catch this, uh, catch this on my cell phone. I don't know who she is or what's going on, but some jumping off. Cause hell, I would do it. If I was if I was walking out my front, I'm not even going to lie. And I'm a professional. If I was walking out my door right now and saw some feds across the street or down the street at a random neighbor's house that I don't even know. You can best believe that I'm pulling out my cell phone. I don't even know what I'm recording. We'll figure that out later. But something's going down.
1: Girl, please. I'm in Detroit. And I'm pulling out my phone if I see the, the Metropolitan Detroit police. Hey, hey,
0: well, hello. <laughs> Hello? <laughs> now, if it's something local and whatever, then I might be inclined to make sure that they don't need my assistance as an attorney because mm-hmm. I do take that seriously. There's been times where I saw something on the side of the road and I have circled around and come around just to make sure that things look like they were wrapping up neatly. Yeah. And clean. Just in case I needed to stop and let the officers and show the officers my bar card and be like, um, young man or young woman, do you need any assistance? Um, you know, how is this situation going and, and what have you? But um, and I mean the person who's being stopped, of course, you know that, but I'm saying it for the yeah. audience. Um, so anyway, that part is If that was recorded, you want to talk about television gold? Oh, my God. Now, I am sure, based on the photos that we have already seen, that Bravo cameras were definitely... Well, we say Bravo, but production company cameras were definitely on hand for when she was taken to the courthouse and all of that because there's actual professional photos of that, that we saw on, you know, and I posted them on the F and D D page. Yeah. So we know that at that point, everybody in their mom knew. And, you know, if they had to break out every land, break every land and speed record and kick old ladies in wheelchairs to the side, that production is somebody in that production company had better be recording that because if I was the showrunner, Anybody who didn't at least catch the perp walk in or out, if you missed in, I understand. But if you don't catch her coming out, you are fired. Yep. <laughs> like, I, yeah. I, it's it's not even yeah. up for debate. If that footage is not in my hand by the end of the day, even though it's not going to air on the network until next November, you are fired anyway. So Mm -hmm. use the time between now and then to find you a new job because you don't work for me anymore. So we know at the very least they got that. Now, interestingly enough, and I know that you've been looking, I looked, I I can honestly say because I was just resting because I knew we were coming on the air, I did not have an opportunity to look in the past few hours, but at least as of yesterday evening and pretty much well into at least noon today, that the whole, everybody, I was gonna say the whole set, everybody has been completely on lock in terms of making a statement all of um, each of the women were contacted and like every news outlet was said, we contacted Whitney Rose, no comment. We contacted Heather Dido, we contacted Sharif, no comment. Now Sharif definitely has um, many, many reasons for not making any comment because he has enough problems with the fact that this is his wife. So the best thing that he can do, and I know a lot of people are like, but why don't we see him with her and whatever. Well, as it relates, I can, sir, I can speak to competently the, why we didn't see him on Wednesday. Everything else um, is a bit of conjecture. But why we didn't see him on Wednesday is because, again, it was moving very fast. It was a very quick appearance and it was already understood um between like the prosecutor and everything that they were not going to detain her and I'm assuming Stu as well so it was already understood when she was taken in that she was only going to get in- essentially get instructions from the judge about what she need you know yes you are under the under arrest yes these are your charges not necessarily a full arraignment but at least an appearance the judge give her some basic conditions, because um, that's where I think the 250k, the initial actual low bond came in, and it was on. And actually, it was personal recognizance, so I don't even. It, so she didn't even have to post anything, and she left. So that's why we had those pictures so quickly, and it was still like bright in the afternoon because it was literally that quick. They took her in, they took her out. They probably knew that the media was going to see yeah. the courthouse. So they were very efficient. And and in my opinion, if you weren't going to hold her, then get her in, and get, get her in her. and get her out. Yep. Yeah. So that to me made, sh- made sense for Sharif not to be there. In fact, they didn't even hire outside counsel for that. And again, it was moving fast anyway. She had, a court court appointed counsel for that particular appearance. But again, because it was quick, I, I you know, you're not doing anything, you're not being held. Yeah, just, you know, get the counsel that's standing there. And that's um and that's what they did. And it made sense for him because for a quick appearance, there's no point in his face being splashed all over every newspaper in Utah, including the campus papers, walking in and out of the courthouse with his wife on a perp walk. So um, I think that was absolutely appropriate. And then there is the possibility that he may not have been home. The fact that he called her could literally be because, you know, one of the kids or house staff or whatever called him.
1: Mm-hmm. Because it could be.
0: not there a lot of the time, and this was the middle of the week. So, I mean, you know, granted, it's not football season, but, you know, we know that, People like him travel for scouting, but we're talking about the middle of March, Easter week. Chances are he probably was home, but whether he was there or not, I think it is perfectly appropriate given um, the other stuff that comes along with pictures of him in the mix. He He doesn't need to be and especially given that at this point he has not been charged with anything. It, the the le- the least he appears alongside her at least for the moment the better because these well you don't
1: here. even know too John to think about it there's another component to that too though mm-hmm. you don't know what kind of what kind of um legalities or anything that he has in his contract he may have a morals clause or something in well, his absolutely. contract
0: and that's, so. and that's again another reason <laughs> for him Right now, and you know, because of course people are like, Oh, he's gonna get rid of her. But no, I don't think that we can necessarily jump to saying, Oh, well, mm-hmm. he wasn't with her because he's not down with the whole thing and he's kicking her to the curb, whatever, whatever. No, it's, I think this was acceptable distance, especially given that it would have been an unnecessary photo op for the media to seize upon when she was literally in the courtroom for probably what amounted to five good minutes. The time it took to get her there, go through security and whatever extra they needed to go through because of the press to get her in, in and out was like 20 times more time than she actually physically stood in front of the I wouldn't
1: be real worried about not seeing him at at this juncture because it's still new now, if we're deep in trial, oh yeah and he doesn't show- if he we're in, we're we're going the first day to trial and he doesn't show up, then I might be given the side
0: eye oh, absolutely <laughs> and, well there's no doubt i mean if if I decide to go to trial or even if I'm pleading guilty, you better be standing there like Effie was with Marion, yeah. The berries, guys. The berries. Uh, well, no, and it, because at that point, first of all, by then he'll probably have been replaced anyway. But at, at, that, <laughs> at that point, if we're if if I am with you, I am with you, and even whether the marriage lasts or not, you do that because that's the mother of your children, and if exactly. her are there you better be there. And considering that she has a teenage son and an adult son and Sharif is away from the house a lot and and just the type of person she is in terms of the fact that crazy or not, she does seem to be very into her family. Those boys are her babies just like any other mother. And no matter what she did, if it didn't, if it didn't uh, hurt them physically those boys are going to be at that courthouse with their mother. And considering that he was married to her throughout this whole thing, whatever you decide to do afterwards is fine. But if your sons are there, you better be sitting right next to him. Holding oh yeah. T-
1: He's got to be t- there. T- He's t- got to be there to, um, to He's gotta
0: be there with his boys. boys and, be and up. Remember, One of them is, I'm pretty sure that one of them is no older than Mary's son. Cause there was definitely two of them um in the show one of them is the one that's in college the really handsome one because i think she said she wanted him to go to medical school Mm -hmm. and there was another one who looked younger because that was the one who was at the younger one was the one who was at the birthday party and he looks like he's barely out of high school if he's out of high school so either way those boys are going to be there with their mama and he's got to be there, so we all we already see how that'll play out. The marriage piece doesn't even matter. He'll be there with his boys. Um, and uh, so that is pretty much where we are. I mean, it's it. There's so many layers to it that I know that we had the juicy part, but there is literally just layers to it. Just again, and I know it's like mm-hmm. being the. but I think it's the thing that it's going to constantly come up with everybody is this being them being on the show this is not like Joe and Teresa where Mm -hmm. there is some question at least some uh, because we have watched Teresa season after season and she is truly not playing with a full deck and I'm not just talking about mentally I'm talking about playing with a full deck even from an intellectual standpoint so yeah her
1: her thought processes are so yeah
0: um and, and and yeah and I mean it's just she's just not firing on all cylinders in the intelligence department and I'm not saying that to be catty it just is what it is hell everybody on, even the people on her own show says it um, her sister-in-law said it. Yeah. Her sister-in-law be talking about her. <laughs> I think her brother said the same thing. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you tell a joke or you say something and Teresa's like, yeah, like 20 minutes later. So, well, come
1: um, on. You know, the recent season with her, she, go, she goes to the woman and the man's birthday nice. party. Oh my and god, then, episode and, then one. Say, and, and then says the man is cheating at his birthday party. And not, and then, not, not only does
0: she say it, but she literally walks around telling anybody and everybody mm-hmm. remotely in earshot. Like it, yeah, just absolutely mm-hmm. crazy. And you get
1: mad when the lady when the lady questioned you about it and yes. asked you an apologize. then you mad.
0: <laughs> girl, so, don't
1: girl, she's she's she, she, she is, is cool
0: write a textbook on the things that are wrong with Teresa from the inside out to the outside in from you know from the intellectual deficiencies to the emotional ones I mean there's a lot but I, I say all that to say I mean it, it's funny but it but it's not I say all that to say that the idea that as Teresa claims, she was not fully abreast of everything that Joe may have been doing is not far fetched given who we see Teresa to be. And this is not an act. I mean, we've seen her in interviews and, and you know, people who know her. It's, it's consistent. Now, and and, and we know that most of what got Teresa, uh, you know, pissed the judge off with Teresa um, was really the bankruptcy fraud aspect of it from the standpoint that um, at that point, you did uh, know that there were restrictions as it relates to the law in terms of what you were doing. And again, we got the flaunting of wealth and the buying things and, you know, continuing to live this lavish life, lavish lifestyle and what have you. So I think the upset with Teresa in terms of how the courts viewed her in relation to her husband is that while the fact that you may have signed things that you didn't totally understand and, Um, excuse me, the fact that he didn't tell you every little thing was entirely plausible, which was certainly reflected in the fact that his sentence, his sentence and her sentence were were very different. Um, there are some things like the way that you behaved even after the bankruptcy was filed that we can't excuse, Mm-hmm. Whereas in this situation with Jen Shaw, first of all, unlike Teresa, who's on the show trying to be a star, and at least there, there are huge aspects of this that we can legitimately say she probably was not totally cognizant of. And also in Teresa and Joe's case, remember uh, uh, the things that they were charged with some of those things were concurrent because remember Teresa has been on that show since season one. So some of the things that they were charged with were things mm-hmm. that he had going on and, and certainly the bankruptcy fraud while they were mm-hmm. actually doing the show, which is yep. still, still has this audaciousness, but it's not like you uh, we're doing things and the dominoes were falling and you come on a show. No, you were, especially in the case of Joe, you were a criminal so you do what criminals do, which is pull scams and okay, your wife is on a show, but that doesn't mean that you can't do your little stuff on the side. And, and that's the same thing with Apollo. I mean, when he, mm-hmm. he had just gotten out of jail when Phaedra came on the show, so the stuff that he went to jail for again, he did while they were there and you know but again with him same thing with Juicy Joe he was already a criminal yeah
1: the, he was
0: yeah the stuff with I mean hell he was already a convicted felon for basically the same shit but, Joe, do, Joe,
1: Joe does I mean well his whole
0: his yeah whole, I,
1: mean, that they, whole,
0: I don't think whole that is. any of us question the idea that Joe has Done his fair share of dirt and scams and stuff even before he got busted. It was just a matter of what he got busted for and then again with the whole bankruptcy thing it was, there's just stuff you just Like, duh, it's kind of like, and again, a lot of this is the arrogance of it. Like you and I were talking about on the phone earlier, there are these people now, of course, there's lots of them in everyday life. But if you want to talk about examples just to give people larger than life examples that we see in the news, like like Frank Lucas or like um, John Gotti, um, Bernie Madoff and others. These individuals are, hi Davis, these individuals have been doing things for so long and getting away with it that their narcissistic tendencies just take over. Mm -hmm. Not only do they do them, but in the case of some of these individuals that I mentioned, they flaunt them. Bernie wasn't quietly living in an apartment and going to work with his head down.
1: No, he was you
0: know and, and John Gotti was like he he relished in the idea that people called him Teflon John. He thought it was cute or Teflon Don. He thought yeah, it was cute. He, Frank yeah, Luke I mean he he practically laughed in the police officers' faces and threw parties for rappers and whatever. Like, this is when, uh, I don't know what you're clicking over there, but be careful, I can hear it.
1: Oh, okay.
0: All yeah, right. these mics pick up everything. Every, I see. <laughs> yeah, every, like literally everything. So, yeah, so it is it is just the idea that, and, and in the case of Jen, I guess part of it, and, and I said this on, on somebody else's um, vlog earlier on YouTube, that we also i suppose need to take into account because we keep we're talking about this as if she just started doing it the day before the show uh before she started doing the show this scheme at least based on the indictment if we are to at least right now all we have are the allegations so if we go just based on the allegations because of course she's innocent until proven guilty um, just based on the allegations, if taken as true, she and her co-conspirators began this situation, or at least what they can trace back. Cause I ain't gonna admit to nothing you can't you can't trace. Right. Oh, you think I started last week? Yep, yep. That's when that's when I started. <laughs> oh, we just started uh doing this the day before the raid, yo. Y'all just caught us quick. <laughs> so somebody said you've been doing it for years. You got proof of that? Then it started yesterday. So, according to, of course, the information provided, um, if we, if taken as true, this situation began in 2011. Even if, as we know, because it takes a while for things to be negotiated with these shows, even if, as what was probably the case, they began you know, casting and negotiating and all of this as far back as 2018. Because we know that the filming was already wrapped up and in the can by the fall of 2019 because Andy Cohen actually announced this show at BravoCon in um, in the fall of 2019. And of course, because of COVID, the first BravoCon was the only one they were able to have because they weren't able to do one in twenty twenty one. I mean in yeah. 2020. so he announced the show at BravoCon in twenty nineteen and the show was supposed to premiere sometime in the maybe in maybe in the late spring, probably like right after the real Housewives of Potomac got rolling real good. Cause they already knew they had a good season of Potomac coming because of the fight which uh, occurred in October of 2019 so they had everybody salivating for that and as we know the Real Housewives of Potomac was supposed to start in May COVID happened everybody shut down production all of Hollywood shut down nobody knew when they were going to be able to film anything new so of course Bravo, which wasn't a bad move, decided to stretch out when each show was going to start and staggered them so that they would have something new to take them through the various seasons until they can film again.
1: Figuring out, yeah, until they can figure out what's going
0: on. (laughs) So, of course, pushing the Real Housewives of Potomac all the way until August, then pushed the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City into the fall, uh, later into the fall, because that didn't end up starting until November. All of that being said, these contracts and stuff and the casting for this was probably still done sometime in 2018 for the 2019 filming. By then, she had already, if the indictment's taken as, as true, she had already been doing this scheme for seven years, successfully in the sense that she hadn't been caught. There is certainly a certain level of, we got this, we good. This is a well-oiled machine. <clears throat> we've figured this out. Cause of course, over the years, your scheme gets better. So we've figured this out. We've got everybody insulated. Manhattan stays with Manhattan. Arizona stays with Arizona. Nobody is meeting. The, remember they said encrypted, uh, working on encrypted lines, you know, probably had some VSNs going, all, mm-hmm. of, all of that. And again, the more money you get, the more money you make, the better you can kind of lock your scheme down with security, getting better people on in, in the tech to make sure that you're doing the stuff they've got, The um, they all knew to do um, shell corporations, because the indictment mentioned that. So this was gravy, and the money was coming in because she was living well. And of yeah, course,
1: she was living quite was well. Living
0: well, she was well known in Salt Lake City, which is how she was chosen. He got the job. He got the gig. Exactly. So when you put it into, when you look at it from that other lens, then you go, okay, well, I I still think it's crazy. And you still think it's crazy because we're not a part of a criminal enterprise. So to us, The whole thing is crazy. Even putting yourself at risk by doing something like that is crazy. But if you if we broaden outside of ourselves and look at it from the perspective of someone who had a well oiled machine going on and your husband is a lawyer since. 2011 and now it's 2018 and 2019 why not do a damn tv show ain't nobody been able to figure out what i've been doing so far and i'm running around town being a socialite you're a coach at a major university and we're still good so psh, all right bravo wants me on the show why not and while i'm at it i'm going to show off all of my crazy and and become this the the person that the show is synonymous with while i'm doing it
1: well she definitely did that she sold all her crazy
0: she showed her crazy her non-crazy her highs her lows i mean if if you leave it up to the old line-ass brooks she'll say that he'll they'll claim she sold her cooch too
1: <laughs> and
0: I'm like, okay, so nobody saw that her body was facing the complete other direction towards the couch, but okay. Cause yeah. I know that's what I saw. <laughs> but okay, I think what he was more angry about is the fact that she was saying tender is if we don't all know he's gay. So Whoa. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And his stupid sweat clothes with, uh, you know, where you have literally one jogging suit. And the crazy thing is when they tried to come down on her at the reunion and say, well, you talked about his clothes. Actually, she really didn't. She said, well, one jogging suit isn't a fashion show, but I love mine and I wear it all the time. That is what she said. She actually gave him props and pretty much said, "I want to see more stuff because I like what you gave me and I wear it all the time. So where's the other shit?"
1: Yeah, I like I said, this that whole this. Well, Meredith was on
0: some other stuff and was just they came came
1: for they came they they had talked before the show and was like, "Yeah, we're gonna get this beef." And well, you know then. what? I think
0: everybody came with it with an agenda like Heather just came to spray everybody and in the end kind of still managed to look a little stupid. Like you yeah. went through all of that and all, all of that to look unbothered and whatever. And all that you ended up doing was coming look
1: off bothered. real
0: <laughs> bothered. And there was a point where you were so bothered that. Your point got lost and, you know, we we got to a point where it didn't even matter. Like to me, the most unbothered was Whitney, because she said what she had to say. And that was all she had to say. Whitney was like, you don't like me because you think that I'm better than me. And that's fine. I I don't like you either anyway. And I'm just going to sit here and look cute and mind my business. And that's what she did. Yeah. Because yeah, Whitney well, every- was probably like, look, I'm the youngest on the show. I, you know, I'm cute. I bring a different kind of storyline and, and, you know, and actually brought a storyline that was interesting. We don't necessarily need to see it again, but it was compelling. And so as far as Whitney was probably concerned and probably, you know, each of them had get their own producer. They would already told her, you know what, you did your job you're guaranteed to come back. Just go and sit and be pretty. She Mm -hmm. opened up her entire family. She shared more than anybody. I mean, Heather shared a lot too, but other than Heather, like Whitney literally bared her soul and she gave us her wedding at the very beginning.
1: Yeah. I mean, you look at some of those other ones, like even that whole situation
0: with Mary, although they hyped it up, like, I, just, yeah, I mean, she, Mary lied and didn't, you know, didn't really give anything or whatever. So uh-uh. Whitney was in a perfect position because of what she gave during the season yeah. that her position was secure. As we know, with some of these and it's not just um, this show, but all of them, there are some folks that get all the way to the reunion and their position isn't secure and they come in clowning like a fool. At the reunion. Now, again, Heather, in my opinion, her position was secure because Heather was a fan favorite. So the fan favorite, your position is always secure. Yeah. Your position is secure. You're like literally the one true billionaire Mormon. You've got a business, whatever. They know that you're not afraid to go there like when the whole goofy scene with the black dude allowing everybody to believe she slept with him which you know she probably didn't or whatever so again you did your job and on top of that became a fan favorite so you were Mm -hmm. good anybody walked into that reunion that should have been nervous if they cared about uh maintaining their position it should have been meredith the other meredith and mary yeah Cause Mary's stuff could be interesting, but she lies about it, so. Mm, so I don't think I
1: don't think Mary. I think Mary is gonna. She probably she, cause she does bring the drama. So I think she's gonna probably make it another year, but I think her husband gonna make her come off of there.
0: Uh, I think so, even though I think she's the one that runs the situation in terms of the marriage part, but I think that because they have stuff that they need to really be concerned that, about, considering that she's running around that set, she might need to lay lower damn self.
1: Yeah, because that, and that, and their interaction at that reunion was...
0: Oh, it was not good. Yeah, that was like... No, but she's uh, not gonna divorce him because the, the fortunes are tied to him.
1: But she's not gonna divorce him, but I'm just saying.
0: See the see I mean, all, her, I all of her. She They need to is, come off the show in order to yeah. hold on to the situation. The situation I, yeah. I'm following you. I'm following you because. because
1: I heard a um. I was just messing around one one night, and I heard some stuff that they were talking about. That it was like a it was I. On YouTube or something like that, but they were talking about, you know, she called herself preaching, which I would Girl, I would rather mess. watch. I would rather watch paint dry than hear her because she's she's horrible. She's a horrible. And, and she's so
0: uneducated is not yeah. even funny. It is a mess. The interesting thing is while she's doing all this preaching, I have had at least two people tell me um, that what Mary does well is actually sing. And the one person has actually heard her sing, and Mary has a, a, either a brother or a cousin who, at least back in the 90s, was a gospel, like one of those gospel rappers. Mm-hmm. And Mary was one of the background on there. But anyway, she was, Mary would sing. And you know what? That makes sense. Because a lot of times when you have mothers who sing really well, mm-hmm. a lot of times mm-hmm. they're ordered, And that is what Mary's Big mother rumor. is. Well, and that's what Mary's mother is known for. Mary's mm-hmm. mother was the minister of music. And that's what that their church it's choir and everything way. was known for. And actually when the church split, and Mary's mother started her own church. There's footage of that choir at some event on television that Mary's mother had. So um that is what she's known for. And if your mom is the minister of music in a black church, uh Chan- you
1: gonna sing. even if you can't sing, you gonna sing.
0: <laughs> yeah, and, and, but see, and you know what, that would make sense because I could actually hear that hoarseness of Mary there are singers who sound like that and it's like a really cool gritty kind of sound because that is Mm. actually what he told me he said because I was watching the show and I was like you should see this or whatever he was stationed there in in the area where, um, in Utah, as a matter of fact, in the 90s, and he was like, I think I know these people. They got a restaurant, and he's like, and the chicken is the bomb chicken. I said, yes, they talked about the restaurant. And we know they talked about the restaurant because Mary's mother mm-hmm. the yeah, and, right. and the woman you're talking about this married person. He said, I don't know about the whole thing with the husbands or whatever. He said, but what I do know is that my ex used to go to the hair salon where she worked. That's where I was like, okay, you lying.
1: You, you, you <laughs> lie.
0: And he said, no, she worked at the hair salon and he said, and she has, he said she has a real, horse sounding voice because I had to show him the picture of her back in the day and he's like yes that's that's her he said pretty brown skin girl I said not no more and then yeah. he said she has a voice that sounds like she's hoarse when she talks he said she can sing because she sang the background well, he said she probably sang in church but she sang the background on her cousin's CD he said because I liked The cousin's music he said because they really the part about them owning different stuff is true he said because they she worked at the salon the cousin had a barbershop or Mm -hmm. at the barbershop with the uncle or whatever and i remember when the uncle um did an interview on youtube of course telling all of mary's business um I think he said something about him like working at or um him being in charge of the shop because Mary i mean m- uh, mama mama redmond you know she would have these different things and everybody had a job okay the daughter runs the restaurant with the good chicken and okay y'all gonna be over here at the barber shop y'all gonna be over here at the beauty shop and I'm gonna be over here at this church with my 22 year old husband that I married mm-hmm. I'm married 47.
1: <laughs> and then he
0: turned around and basically did the same thing with Mary when she was uh-huh. so um, but and, it, it you know it, the whole thing is just crazy but I think I agree with you I think Mary's got one more good season in her I also think with or without the husband Mary seems like the type that gets bored with things because I mean hell she fell asleep at the damn reunion yeah he does not like not one of these women she has absolutely zero respect for every single one of them even the one who was sitting next to her trying to be her friend so i so i don't think that if unless she feels that anything it's providing for her is worth it in terms of money travel whatever i don't think that she's the type who would sweat being whether she was on the show or not on the show. I I just don't get the impression that she would care unless it came down to her needing the money. And at least for the first season, based on the money they got, she didn't need it. Yeah.
1: and Like I said, I just think because like her message and stuff is getting out more, so like when I saw that, when I heard that thing on YouTube, she was basically telling the people that they were, they were stupid oh, and they, they, they didn't they, give her no that's money. That's
0: one that they talked about on that. They talked about that at the reunion. That's the, re- that's that recording because apparently right before the show started, all of her sermons and stuff that were on YouTube, they took them off. But mm-hmm. yes, she, apparently it was her birthday. And she was telling them that she she got 14 cards or something. And she was like, You're poor and whatever. Because they asked her about it at the reunion. And remember, she tried to say it had more to do with some convoluted scripture about this and that. And it wasn't about them being poor and this. Yeah. That that was you know more of Mary's nonsense. Bro,
1: you was mad because you didn't get no money. That's what I well, was about.
0: Exactly. And because where was where was the piece of the scripture? And then you weren't saying Jesus said whatever, whatever. You were pointing at you poor, you poor people. And then remember, if somebody said something. She was like, "Don't bring me no." I was like, "Oh, okay." I mean, I guess yeah she she's that's that's some old cult mess. I mean you saw there was about twelve folks up in there when um when Whitney and her dad went.
1: yeah, she ain't had nobody in there, <laughs> yeah,
0: and I think it worked out with Whitney and her dad only because Whitney and her dad seem like people who are just very open. well, we know where her father is, but Whitney mm-hmm. in general just seems like a very open free spirit, so Something like that wouldn't bother her. In fact, Whitney is such a free spirit that in a different time or place, I'd be concerned that she could get wrapped up in a cult. Whitney would, if if somebody from the Nexium cult had got a got a hold of her, she'd be sitting up with them. Not that I think she's dumb. I just think she just comes off at of the type who'd be like, okay, I'll come. And then the next thing you know, she getting branded. Yeah. So so, (laughs) I'm going to wrap this up. I really appreciate it. We've got a lot more of this to come. So I hope you all enjoyed um, Stephanie, because as we follow this Jen Shaw case, um, Stephanie is definitely going to be my road dog in the trip down crazy street. Oh, and I in the trial. Um, we're looking at October. Of course, we know because of what we do. There's lots of legal wrangling along the way, and I suspect once um, Jen's the actual legal team, because it's my understanding she. I did have I'd have the name of the attorney, but it's not in front of me. Um, well, I'll look it up while I'm saying this. I suspect that while her um, actual legal team is getting, you know, getting acquainted with everything. There are some things that um, we're gonna move real quickly. We will probably see a couple of, you know, hear about her flying to New York so that they could sit down and have a meeting or two. And it's one of the places where her judge did allow, where the judge did allow her to go. Yeah, and it's Judge um, Cahill. Uh, No, 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 I'm sorry, Judge Peter Cahill is the judge in the Chauvin case. See, remember, I told you I got too many cases on my mind. Um, <laughs> her attorney is Judge Clayton Hill. That's why I, I got the names mixed up, because it's two Cs. It's Clayton Sims, um, and he's out of a large firm out of uh, that's uh, DC and New York based. And of course, uh, they Jen did have her actual arraignment today, video arraignment. The government wanted her bond raised, and that's what you get for making it look like you got a whole lot of money. Mm-hmm. Of uh, so her bond is one million secured by 250,000 cash or property. And she can only travel between New York and Utah, obviously because of the case being um, out of Southern District of New York no contact with Stuart or other co-conspirators, which is, well, obvious. Uh, and uh, this part I found to be interesting. We talked about it earlier. She can't spend more than a maximum of $5,000 per transaction, unless it's attorney's fees, of course, because they know her attorney's fees going to be high. Um, uh, so she can't spend more than 5,000 per transaction, unless it's for her attorney fees and She, um, her attorney did bring up the fact that she has a business that is unrelated to telemarketing because she can't do any telemarketing. You know, that's just like with people with computer crimes, they can't be on the internet. But Mm -hmm. um, apparently she's got some lashes business or whatever, who doesn't? And so they did get at least an allowance for uh, for her probably through her attorney To get consent from the court, um, whenever or maybe some somebody at the courthouse, because again, that would be crazy for a judge to have to be bothered with that. Um, So maybe it's I would imagine it's probably something they'll just work out with um, whoever the U.S. attorney is in charge of her case, and uh, she has to get consent for any expenditures over five k as it relates to her business other than that you're not going to be out here just spending and carrying on especially considering that based on what you're charged with the money probably belongs belongs to to
1: somebody else
0: (laughs) and i can't imagine that assets aren't frozen anyway especially being that even in the initial indictment they've already mentioned um seizures and non-conversion of properties so their money is on lockdown anyway so mm-hmm. that is probably the one upside of the bravo gig and then because really even if she tried to pull an erica jane and started trying to sell hump some of her stuff even if she was just trying to sell it so that the family had money to live on it it, in that regard. If I was the U S attorney and I found out she was doing that no different than opposing counsel did in the case with um, Erica Girardi, I would be, um, you know, filing against her for that and filing an injunction, uh, for her not to be allowed to do it
1: because... Or if she did do it, I got the proceeds. The proceeds were
0: frozen. Exactly, because those Mm -hmm. things were at least potentially purchased with ill-gotten gain. Because, again, we're not talking about a scheme that started last week, last year, whatever. I mean, literally, we're at the point now where we can essentially say that this has been going on for the better part of almost 10 years Mm -hmm. and given that um amount of time there's literally nothing that is off limits right down to her child's college tuition unless he on scholarship or paying for it himself I mean of course we've got dad's salary so that's something and of course um, the bravo money but again they're filming so there's a you know i guess the question with that is when do they get their money in relation to filming especially now that for the most part even with the higher paid housewives bravo is doing per episode with them since they're cutting back because remember that was part of the issue with Nene, with them converting per episode and then only offering her six yeah you know they they needed to
1: do her that to her they needed to bring her down a peg uh
0: quite a few and then you can't be running around calling us racist even if we are and still expect us to negotiate with you like where they do that at so like girl bye like you you trying to be harriet tubman but still negotiating mm-hmm. with her, the place to stay like, and girl, the, and bye.
1: and let's be clear if 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 andy cohen would have been to, to nini and gave her what she wanted she'd have been sitting right up there now oh, the- we, all know,
0: we all know that because remember the majority of the summer well into the fall most of her rants were about the fact that they wouldn't come back to the table. She would sprinkle the race stuff in subtly because as we know, she likes to do her subliminals. And then when she get called out on it, claim that she wasn't talking about whoever it is, you know, she was talking about like her girl Tamar, you know, they good for that. Mm -hmm. But, you know, although at least Tamar will just take her stuff down. Mimi and leave it up and still argue with people about not talking about who we know she's talking about. But for most of the summer, pretty much until Andy himself was like, I- she ain't coming back. I mean, they've been filming since July. So the only person that don't seem to know that is her at this point. Um, but they were talking all that time. She was just talking about, they won't come back to the table. They won't come back to the table. And how other people got shows that she didn't and blah, blah, blah. And then remember it was announced that she was going to have that show. Yeah. Even though it was going to be E, but same people. It's still NBC universal.
1: Yeah. Well, so Piece of like, work.
0: yeah. Like girl, bye. Mm-hmm. So like get a job. So anyway, because you exactly. decided you didn't want one. Um, so let's hope that uh, Jen doesn't do a Teresa and try to just keep buying things that are $4,999 so she don't go over 5000 Like, girl, it, just work with what you got. Mm-hmm. And live it's off right. your all Live very low, Exactly. And apparently you were renting anyway, just downgrade. Maybe uh, y'all. Maybe you just need to go and uh, stay in whatever um, wh- whatever apartment Sharice well, just- out when he's up at the school and tell him that he can't have his hoes over while y'all going through this.
1: Well, I'm wondering if they, or, is she going to continue to film.
0: Well, I hope so. But uh, honestly, at this point, it would be in her best interest to film from a financial standpoint, number one. Number two, there have, as we know, there uh, Teresa was still filming when her stuff was going on. Erica mm-hmm. Jane is Continuing to film, even though her stuff is kind of different, is still really bad. I mean, considering that millions and millions were stolen from people, and whether you claim you knew about it or not, you know, uh, there's a bunch of stuff with your name signed on it as his secretary, and didn't. Let's not forget the money that he used to promote this midlife crisis that she calls a career, and the twenty million that was transferred that he provided directly into EJ Enterprises as the and, and as the sole shareholder so mm. their their stuff is definitely messy now obviously if there's anything criminal that comes out of it she probably won't get in trouble but as far as money when they start yanking restitution her her ponytail needs to be yanked right with it, but any all of that being said, um, there's obviously been several of them filming, and even in the uh, you know, her, her Tom has been being sued for years, and she still did the show. and when she said she don't want to talk about it, they didn't make her talk about it. They never made Teresa talk about her stuff. um and of course, with this being an ongoing, Criminal investigation. We, I mean, it's common sense that she's not going to be. Most of these other people's stuff was civil and they didn't talk about it. Jen Shaw, it is understood 1000% that and she
1: got out of jail. Didn't
0: talk about it because. Her stuff is whatever. And, you know, anybody with half a brain would know that not only can she not talk about it, they really shouldn't even ask her about it. And I am sure that that will, would be handled in a production meeting and just is a wrap because we're talking about somebody's life in incriminating themselves. So, um, so I think, she will continue to do the show I think she should because she needs the money and at this point it's already out there because the mm-hmm. film already started so they're certainly not going to get up get rid of the footage up to this point and they're they'll deal with the women reacting to it I think that it will still be very interesting to see her react uh, her interact with the women to see whether or not that how this impacts her personality as it relates as as it relates to um her relationships with the women we know white women tend to be very sympathetic although on the flip side you stole from old people and nobody likes that um So, and of course she's pled, at least for now, she's pled not guilty. We know that um, they will, you know, just the way that things are done, filming on this will probably wrap up well before her court date. What Bravo will probably do if there's, again, if they're smart, is that we know that even if filming wraps up in June, because of just how the system works and the editing and all of that stuff and then them doing the diary rooms and whatever, what they will probably do is wait until as late in the fall as possible, November and December, so that they can ride out to see if what happens at or before her trial date and then do some additional pickup shots then and add them add them to the show because we know that even with the real housewives of Potomac, they added pickup shots that were done way later because that show, because the end of filming for that show was Robin's Christmas slash engagement party, which was in December, 2019. And then we know that they did some pickup shots after the ladies went to court and you know, and, and some other stuff. Uh, the following fall, with you know, the babies and all of that. So, mm-hmm. um, and certainly the filming they did subsequent with Monique, we know, was much later because obviously Monique wasn't involved with the, with anybody in uh, for several months um, after the event happened. So, I suspect uh depending on how long bravo is willing to wait they will um that we won't get this show until late fall and they'll try to grab some of the stuff even if they have to just jam it in at the very end which was which would be smart and honestly there's several seasons of other shows that need to come out before that because we still got a whole season of Potomac that they, I think they started filming in January. So Potomac won't, uh, Potomac probably won't be on again until the summer. They're going to go well into the fall. They're going to give Potomac a lot of episodes because they did so well last season. And, Mm -hmm. um, you know, and then of course the reunion will be way too damn long. And all I can say about Salt Lake City is if Bravo is smart, they will stop screwing around and put Salt Lake City on after Potomac. Because if they had put Salt Lake City on after Potomac, because Potomac was still on, if they had put mm-hmm. Salt Lake City on after Potomac instead of some old nonsense putting them on after the OC, which made zero sense because it was a brand new show and you're trying to get it to catch on. Mm-hmm.
1: Um,
0: it, but if they put it on after Potomac and with everybody watching, because they want to see how this Gen thing is going to turn out, Salt Lake City will go through the freaking roof. Yep, it it literally will. Like if if they don't put it on, if if they don't put it on after Potomac, I think the ratings on it will be high anyway. But. They've got to put it on after Potomac on Sunday night. It just makes no sense. And now this whole thing has fallen into their laps. I mean, this, it was as, as fucked up as it sounds. This was Christmas for Bravo.
1: Oh, and it it was. It definitely
0: was. It's I great. mean Christmas, Easter, Hanukkah Kwanzaa, all I right. mean,
1: you know Andy sitting there rubbing his hands together. You exactly. Know he is. Now yeah.
0: he is not the executive producer of all of the shows anymore, but I think he still is of some of them. And I am inclined to say that because he seemed so invested. In Potomac, I wouldn't be surprised if, unlike him not having the same relationship as he used to with the other shows, that he might still have that relationship. He might have that relationship with Salt Lake City because Mm -hmm. from day one, just the way that he
1: talked Salt Lake City City up from day one. Yeah,
0: it seemed like that was like his personal baby. Mm Mm-hmm. Because I remember when he was saying, We're going to get more cities, it's not just Dallas, we're going to go a couple of places that are unusual. Eddie mentioned Salt Lake City, then you didn't hear anything about it, and then suddenly he announced it at BravoCon. Um, yeah, was, that- because this cast was, I mean, you know, this, this is a cast of virtual, complete unknowns, I yeah. mean, kind of like Dallas, so um. And Dallas, I did not catch this season, but I've actually heard that Dallas was actually pretty good this season. And then there's T off screen because the main chick, Brandy, on Dallas, there is straight up video of her dude with his chick. Oh, wow. Yeah, all at the club, but just tongue all down the throat. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's bad. But anyway, I I am going to get ready to sign off so you can – be a part of us signing off so everybody thank you for hanging with us or uh on this extra i know that it was a little long but i hope you're enjoying or if not you paused it and came back to it because admit it you love me so (laughs) They do. They do. And so I am looking forward to hearing from you. If you have any other social media platforms, you can follow me there while I'm talking about wherever you're wherever you listen to podcasts, especially on iTunes definitely trying to make sure those folks over there at iTunes know your girls. So listen to us on iTunes, give us five stars and a review. You can always touch base with me, give me your suggestions, questions, all of that are okay. I know we're ending in a few moments. Um, Mm -hmm. All of that uh, we are going to, okay, they're about to end me. So on let's be honest, uh, Let's Be Honest JJ on Twitter and Instagram and that's L-E-T-S-B-E-H-O-N-E-S-T JJ for just Jonda and other than that if you're thinking about it and want to talk about it chances are I'm thinking about it and want to talk about it with you so let's be honest together bye bye say goodbye Steph bye bye everybody
1: good talking to you look forward to doing it again <laughs>